0: We have a very big influence from you in our church and our ministry in Bulgaria. How? First, it it started with the book Good Morning Holy Spirit. The Lord touched me very much. I know everybody, every minister on this earth needs a spiritual father. And you are my spiritual father without knowing me personally, but through Medius especially to watch your program. Half an hour program, this is your day. Especially for you and your program, Pastor Benny. You don't know what influence your ministry has on my life. When I I read the book, Good Morning, Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit came in the room. He came in the room and changed my life. You don't know about it. Jesus knows. I love you, Pastor Benny. Yes, There is no Egyptian army behind you. There's only God. There is no Red Sea in front of you. There's only God. My God, are you listening to this? Yes. There are no giants. Only God. There's no limits. There's only God. There are no limitations in your life if you see God. No limits. Say no limit. no limit. Say all, is mine. all is, mine. Life is mine. Life is mine. Death is mine. Death is mine. Death The past is mine. The The present is mine. The future is mine. Jesus is mine. Everything is mine. Can you come to that life? How many will come to that life? Put your hands up high to say, I will be free free. from the past past. and the present And present. And and the future and the flesh. And the mind, and the, mind. And, the and the emotions. I'm a man of the spirit. Yes, spirit. And I see, God. I see God. Everywhere I look, I see God. Everywhere I turn, I see God. No limitations in God. That's where your life is right now. You're in it now. I said, You're in it now. Say, so I am righteous. I am righteous. That's it. I am holy. That's it. I'm accepted in the beloved. I am predestined. I am predestined. I am predestined. I have a destiny in Christ Jesus. I'm predestined. Now, you have to believe that. Amen. Not everyone is predestined. Not everyone has a destiny. Some of your friends are blind as bats. Some of your family members are blind because they have no destiny. Only those with a destiny see where they're going. If you have a destiny, you don't see the flesh. And the older you grow, the more you walk in the Spirit. The older because see the the path of the just is like a light that gets brighter and brighter and brighter. Not darker, but brighter. We go from life to life, life to life, 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 life to life, 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 life. See, because we're always going forward. The world goes backwards, we go forward. You see, the world the world goes from life to death, we go from death to life. That's forward, not backward. Are you listening? The world goes from being strong to being weak. We go from being weak to being strong. The Christian life is from darkness to light, not the other way around. The Christian life is from death to life, not life to death like the world. The world goes from, from life to death. When they're young, they're alive. When they're dead, they're dead. When they're old, they die. We don't die. We don't die. We do not die. We are alive. And though we were dead, yet shall we live. Because he said so. He is our life. He is our wisdom. Are you people listening? Hallelujah. I want to hear a big hallelujah. Do you understand what I've been talking about here? God Almighty. Oh, my Lord. They saw the glory. They saw the miracles. They never saw God. It's time you see God. You see, David saw God in Psalm 23 4. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thou art with me. He saw God. He didn't see the valley. He saw God. You see, you gotta you gotta understand the valley of the shadow of death is a terrifying reality. But he saw God in it. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. That's terrifying. That's a very serious place. That's terrifying to be there. But thou art with me. God he saw God and he said thou art with me that's the key how many understand put your hands up high he he didn't see the valley he saw God with him thou art with me wow that's all I'm talking about he did not see the valley of the shadow of death that is terrifying he saw the greater reality. God, thou art with me. That faith became alive. What did he do? The Bible tells us what to do in Romans 13, 14. Turn to it. This is what I'm bringing you to. You have to come to that place as a Christian. You have to experience Romans 13 14, or your life will always be a disaster area. You'll never accomplish what God has planned for your life. You'll never get to the place of absolute fulfillment. So, what must we do? We must obey Romans 13. And that is the key. Verse 14 is the key. Read it for me there, my brother, or I'll read it for you myself. And 14. But put ye on the Lord Jesus put, Christ. Ah, that's the key. And make put no, on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision, provision. for the flesh. <gasps> that's it. Pastor Dan, this is it. Yeah. You put on the Lord, and the flesh has no place. Yeah. There's no place. You force it out with the presence of the Lord. Put on the Lord Jesus day and night, put him on. And then don't let the flesh get in. That's how you do it. You put on the Lord Jesus. You don't have to fight the flesh, you don't have to force it out of you because it can't stay when Jesus shows up. No No room. And that's what Catherine Kuhlman used to teach. She said, you cannot be free from sin unless the presence of Jesus is in your life. Then there will be no space for sin. When the presence of the Lord is in, there's no place for sin. And and it's so easy for us to find the Lord. You know that Christian life is the simplest life there is. Real simple life. Just... The presence of the Lord. Can you play that beautiful worship for me? Oh, hallelujah. No provision. Avoid the places that trigger the flesh. Because that's not who you are anymore. You don't need it. You don't want it. Strengthen who you are not who you are not. Strengthen who you are, not who you are not. The presence of the Lord. Put on the Lord Jesus Christ. So Ephesians 4, through 24 talks about a radical change has to take place. Because, see, I have to choose how to act. I act in accord with the truth of God's word. So the Bible tells me in Ephesians, it says, listen, listen. And this is something you can only do, you can only do if you put on the Lord. Because if you put on the Lord, it's easy. If you you don't put put on the Lord, it's going to be really rough. Because he said in Ephesians 4.22, he says, put off the former life. Put off the old man and the corruption of the old man. Put off the deceitful lusts of the old man. Be renewed now in your mind. Put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness through holiness. But how can I do that? It tells me the way I do it is by imitating God. Ephesians 5 1. Followers of God as their children, imitate God. See God everywhere around you. Talk to God all the time while you wash the dishes, while you wash your laundry. Talk to Him. Practice His presence in your kitchen. That's the key. Don't see the dishes, see God. Talk to God while you're washing the dishes. Talk to God while you're cleaning the house. Whisper Jesus when you have the vacuum on. While you're cleaning, talk to the Lord. I promise you, it'll change your life. Practice the presence of God daily because we're running out of time. You don't have much time to regain what you lost already. Redeem the time, the Bible says redeem the time well you don't redeem it by just ignoring God you have to practice his presence to regain what you lost and you can easily regain it you can very quickly regain it in fact are you people listening you can quickly regain what you lost when Jesus is there so now it's not enough to spend an hour a day Uh uh-uh you practice his presence all day long and so and so the Bible says this, this, this is marvelous. This is marvelous. The flesh cannot imitate God. Only the spirit can imitate God. How do I do that? By causing the flesh to get weaker and weaker and weaker. When I starve the flesh, the life of God flows. I have to starve the flesh so I I don't allow anything to enter into my head and my life that is worldly. I starve the flesh. I starve the flesh by not watching CNN, by not watching Fox, by not watching movies and shows on TV that corrupt the mind. Stop playing. I want to say this. Don't watch anything that corrupts you. You be the boss of what you're going to watch. You be the boss of what you're going to hear. You be the boss of the people you talk to. You be the boss of what you allow on the internet. Let nothing corrupt you because what corrupts you will destroy you. But when you starve the flesh and you weaken the flesh by not allowing those things in, God comes alive. And when God comes alive, his life flows through you. Are you listening? So the Bible says, the Bible says, that when paul was weak then he's strong but how did he get weak by starving the flesh by starving the flesh you weaken the flesh and when you are weak then you're strong did you hear what i said huh now now, now let's let's quickly let's quickly look at second corinthians 12:10 please second corinthians 12:10 because this is very important that you understand what i'm what i'm about to say Okay, go ahead. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, uh-huh. in reproaches, uh-huh. in necessities. No, now, now you see, what he's saying is God allows trials in your life to pull out the flesh, to pull it out of you. Because when you're tested, it pulls out of you the world. You see so that's why he said one more time. Therefore I take pleasure in what? I infirmities. take pleasure in what? Infirmity. Infirmities. Why because they pull out the world out of me. My, my, my. Keep going. In reproaches. When I am reproached it pulls the world out of me. Keep going. In necessities. Necessities. In persecutions. Persecutions. In distresses. Distresses. For Christ's sake. Uh-huh. For when I am weak then, then am, am I, I strong. strong. So I allow the flesh to weaken. I rejoice when I'm tested. Trials are my friends. Trials are my allies. Hallelujah. Are you listening, people? And so God Almighty allows trials in your life to weaken the flesh. That's why we read, that's why we read in James chapter 1. Verse 2, 3 and 4, read that please with me. Because this is another message that James gives about the same thing. That when trials come, rejoice. Why do I rejoice? Because it's weakening the old man. And when the old man is weak, the new man is strong. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I pray persecution begins in your life in the morning. I'm serious. I pray persecution will come to every Christian that's listen, listening to me. I pray that by morning you'll have new enemies. Because it'll get you on your knees. It'll get you on your knees so fast. And the flesh will weaken. And the Lord will come alive. Are you people listening to what I'm saying? So. James, James James chapter 1, verse 2, 3, 4. My brethren, count it all joy. All joy. When ye fall into diverse temptations. That's right. Knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that she may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. So these trials come our way. Oh, that's glorious. They cause us to die to the strength of the flesh. They cause us to enter into that resurrection life of the spirit. Trials are God-given opportunities. They're God-given opportunities to bring death to the flesh. To let Jesus live through you. Now, when you look at Colossians 3, one more time, I want you to look at Colossians 3. When you look at Colossians 3, verse 1, 2, 3, it says, If you are risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sits on the right hand of God the Father. Set your affection on things above, not on the things of the, of, the, of, the, of the earth or the world, because you're dead. Your life is hid with Christ and God. Now, watch this. Now that you're there, now you can... It's not possible till verse verse 2 when you set your affections on things above. Then you can do verse 5, mortify the flesh. Then you can, verse 8, put off all these anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communication. Then you can live the life that says don't light one to each other. Now you can put on the, the new man of Verse 10, because now suddenly you're in. You're in. Verse 2 is the key to all the chapter that follows. Verse 2 is the key to the entire chapter. Because verse 2 says, set your affection on things above. And then it says, now mortify the flesh. Now put off anger and blasphemy and malice and wrath and filthy talking and all that well how can you stop these crazy things without set your affection first on things well i can tell how much time you've spent with jesus by the things you say to me by the way you talk because the more of jesus the less the flesh the bible is so simple so precious I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my ways," says the Lord in Jeremiah 31, 33. In Jeremiah 24, 7. Just write these scriptures down quickly. Jeremiah 31, 33. Jeremiah 24, verse 7. Ezekiel 37, 26, 27. I want to repeat them. Jeremiah 31, 33. Jeremiah 24, 7. Ezekiel 37, 26, 27. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk, says Ezekiel. Wow. You are his naos. Naos means temple, you're his dwelling place. The Bible says in in 1 Corinthians 6, 17, Know ye not, you're the temple this is this is the covenant language you're the temple of the Holy Spirit in 1 Corinthians the Bible tells us we are the temple we are being transformed by spirit 2 Corinthians 3 says transformed by the Holy Spirit this temple is transformed oh people I pray I pray you're getting what I'm talking to you about I pray I'm, I'm able to communicate this to you because it's it's, it's spirit. It's, 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 it's heavenly language. It's not something you can, you can understand on the low levels of the flesh. It's time. It's high time to wake up. Now you look at me, all of you. Open your eyes and look at me. Do you want the Lord, when you see him, to be pleased with you? Do you want him to be pleased with you? Up there, you want him to be pleased with you? Back here, you want him to be pleased with you? I just showed you how. I showed you how. Stop living for the flesh. For yourself. It's all about him, saints. It's all about him. Oh, how I love him. Oh, lift your hands and tell him how much you love him. Proverbs 4 says, Attend to my word, incline to my sayings. Let the word not depart from your eyes. Keep the word in the midst of your heart. They are life. The word is life to those that find the word and health to all your flesh. I have a CD where I, I read the word with beautiful healing songs, healing music behind them. If you need that, if you are struggling with some sickness in your body, get that CD. Let the Word begin to penetrate your life. God's Word Speaks Healing is a unique audio compilation on which Pastor Benny Hinn reads promises of health and wholeness from throughout the scriptures as beautiful instrumental music from his favorite healing songs and hymns plays in the background. For I am the Lord that healeth thee. You can have God's Word Speaks Healing as a digital download for a gift of $8. Call, write, or order your copy of this faith building volume online today. Thank you for watching the program today. I pray the Lord will bless you richly. I wanna talk to you today about what the Bible has to say in the scriptures about giving, the balanced message of giving in the Word of God. Paul the Apostle was raising an offering for the church in Jerusalem because of the famine. And he wrote to the church in Corinth, which is present-day Greece, these amazing words in 2 Corinthians 8, beginning at verse 1. And now I would like to read from verse 1 to verse 8. Moreover, brethren, we do you to wit of the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia how that in a great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded unto the riches of their liberality. Now, he was talking about the, the grace of God abiding on them because of their desire to give to the Lord's work. For to their power I bear record, yea, and beyond their power they were willing of themselves Praying us with much entreaty that we would receive the gift and take upon us the fellowship of the ministering to the saints. Notice that he calls giving the fellowship of the ministering to the saints. And this they did not as we hoped, but first gave their own selves to the Lord. And I think that's the key when it comes to giving. Once a person has given his life, everything else is easy then. They have given themselves to to the Lord and unto us by the will of God in so much that we desired Titus that as he had begun, so he would also finish in you the same grace also. Meaning that I'm going to send Titus to you, the church in Corinth, to remind you of the promise you made to help the saints in Jerusalem. And then he said this, Therefore, as you abound in everything, in faith, in utterance, in knowledge, in all diligence, and in your love to us, see that you abound in this grace or in giving also. Amazingly, Paul the Apostle says here that, You are to raise your giving to the level of your love. Or, begins here, he says, therefore, as you abound in everything, in faith, in utterance, in knowledge, in diligence, and in your love, see that you abound in this grace also. What he was saying is, if you're walking in love and you love the Lord, you're walking in full faith, you're walking in the knowledge of God's word, in being diligent when it comes to the Lord, then you have to also raise that giving, which is called the grace here, to the same level. So giving is in the Bible, but why do we do it? Why do we give? And he says this, because it's all there in verse eight. I speak not by commandment but by occasion of the forwardness of others and to prove the sincerity of your love. So when I love someone, what do I do? I give them something. That's one of the languages of love anyways. When I love someone, I show it to them by my actions and so much more by the things I say, by the things I do, because love is something we do. It's not something we just say, it's something we do. When we give to the Lord's work, we're telling him, I love you, Lord. I love your gospel, Lord. You've touched my life, Lord, and I wanna see others touched like I was blessed. When someone is healed or saved or delivered, You want to give because you want to see others blessed with salvation, healing, and deliverance. So today, let's give to the Lord's work because we love Him. Because we adore Him. Because we love His gospel and the mention of the name of Jesus. Let's do it today. God bless you.